July 11th, 2017. It's the Watt Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show, back in Pedro, getting back from Memphis last night, where I did last show, without Brother Matt, but I am very fortunate to have you back. Welcome back, welcome back. A little later, the school... Yeah, summer school schedule. Ah, that's what it is. So we're not 10 in the morning, and uh, we should welcome our guests, but we want to thank our guests, too, for bearing with that change at the last minute. Sorry. We like yeah, to attend the morning. I'm all the way from, yeah, the morning's We're doing a good. Big tour. Big <laughs> in the afternoon uh, This is One Square Mile. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Start with uh, Brother Earl on the port. Earl Liberty on bass. Uh, Noel Neville, vocals. Rob Holtzman, drums. John McCree on guitar. Okay. Welcome. We started the show off with John Coltrane. Uh, do a nature boy. And then uh, one square mile with uh, fight the... Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. Yeah, not fight the go. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's start with you, Earl. Your earliest musical memory. Cause you, I know there was music in your house. Earliest musical memory is just is listening to my dad play. I yeah. mean, he was... Uh, a musician. I mean, we know that, but the listeners might not know. No, but, you know, yeah. musician from, uh, conga player from Cuba. He made it over here back in the 40s. Um, made his way in. He was, came over here as a dancer, actually. Was part of a dance troupe called the Cuban Diamonds. And, with uh, no playing, just dancing? No, just, just well, dancing. Well, did, uh, did he practice dancing in the pad? Well, he, he practiced dancing at the, uh, at the parks in, in uh, Havana. <laughs> You know, on Sundays was a Sundays was a big day for you know all the people in Havana to go out and enjoy the day. You know, so they yeah. go out to the parts where people. Well, I was thinking because if he was dancing at your pad, because you were well, around in the forties, no, but, uh, then you might have been hearing that because you know that kind of dancing is very musical. Very much. So the feet on the deck. I'm not saying it's flamenco, but kind of. No, it's you know it's song. My my theory is. Uh, Dancing is actually the first drums. Yeah, yeah total percussion. Yeah. yeah, with the earth. Well, that's what, you know, percussions, he had all kinds of things in the house. That we would so did he practice percussion? With. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. Here's a question. What yeah. made him move from dancing to the conga? Well, he, he played congas the whole time, but the dancing part was what brought him over here okay. as a group you know, to make money out here in, in you know, the U.S. And so they started out in Miami, and then they went up to New York. And, uh, you know, he was playing congas on the side, but uh, ended up becoming the primary uh, thing that he did after he broke up from the group because the guy who was kind of leading the group was basically skimming money off the top. My dad got pissed about that. And yeah. he said, so were the congas in the house? Congas were in the house. During your boyhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know there are traditions in Cuba that are family. Like, you're going to do, uh, my grandfather did this, I did this. Yeah. You, did you ever get the talk like that? Well, you know, I mean, I played around with him, and I played around with his with his music and stuff, and, and obviously grew up with it. Uh, you know, he came out of Stan Kenton group, you know, he toured over here. That's how he made it out here to the West Coast from, from the East Coast, is he toured out here with Stan Kenton and saw Hermosa Beach and went, this is where I want to live, this reminds me of, my hometown. Well, most of these beautiful. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, so you mean you went on the congas, just mess around on your own? You oh, weren't really uh, encouraged to do it. Nah, no. My dad wasn't. He didn't push stuff on it. The one, well, the one thing he did push on me was baseball. Okay. Uh, did you, you know, hear he a lot of ra- uh, uh, 
Cuban Records in the pad? Oh yeah. Okay, so that that music was. Oh yeah, it was it was prevalent. Do you remember the first record you bought? The first record I bought that I owned was. Well, you bought. Yeah. You might own it. You could have gave it away. God, I want to say it was. I want to say it was Led Zeppelin. I think that was one. Put out a couple. Okay, too hard. I can't remember. Did you have music in school? Yes, I did take music in school. It was a class. And I now what'd a, you play? I played drums. Like a trap kid? Like a like a kid. Well it was just a snap. Ah, so it's like classical music. Yeah, you, you know, it, like yeah. a big like sure, band, sure. you know. So I remember a, sometimes it was jazz bands in school. What when was this? Junior it was just high? no, it was elementary school. And I know about Hermos. They do have some grade schools, but they don't have a high school, brother man. No. They gotta use Dondorf. Yeah, Redondo or Costa. Uh, Costa, yeah. like Raymond. Yeah. And both the schools I went to in Hermosa are closed down now. Uh, yeah. that, the, that, the little ones. Yeah, yeah the, okay. the, you know, South so, Elementary's gone. So, because uh, people out there, I know Oral's a basement. How'd that happen? Well, I started, well, I really got to listening to music when I was in high school. And we were, you know, I started going to concerts and stuff like that. But the, but the one bass player that caught my attention was Stanley Clark. I started listening to progressive jazz. Um, back in the late, in the early 70s, mid 70s. Well, Return to Forever is on that record. Return to Forever. I graduated high school, that was the big record. And that was that was something that me and Tom Watson got into. We were really listening to that kind of stuff back then. I see you like one being here down, though. Let's keep focus. So you heard Stanley Clark, you want to get bass. What did you ask your pop to buy a bass? Bass is big in Cuban music. I actually went on my own. Chaco. Yeah, uh, I went to uh, I went to um, I went to a pawn shop in Torrance and bought my first bass. It was okay. a, it was a Fender copy. It was a piece of crap, but it, you know it was what it was. You bought it yourself. Bought so, it myself. Because most cats, it seems, the parents buy it. They say, "If I'm buying you this, you're taking lessons." Nah, you know, because when I went to play the drums, I yeah. went to a music store to get a snare drum. Yeah. And the guy talked my mom out of it, and got, and I ended up getting a pad instead of pissed Practice me off. Practice pad. <laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> you know, what's this about? So I went and bought my own bass because I knew. Don't you get an amp? I didn't have an amp at first. Okay. That's I trippy just, when you got an electric instrument without an <laughs> Yeah. And especially with a bass. I mean, I only had, I only had, I only had so much money. Notes. I only had so much no, money. No, I understand. Hey, I, I was, I'm with you. I did the same thing. Yeah. You, no sense of deep notes. No. But I had a I had You're a still pair. working the fingers. And because the strings are really big on a bass, people, so you do have to build up something. Yeah. You know, Brother Earl's kind of a big man. I had a pair of headphones first, that I could stick in there and I could hear myself. Okay. Do you remember the first, uh, like... Jamming with other people besides you, you know, man alone. Yes, that was with uh, some friends of mine from high school. Okay. And we just started messing around with just covers. We're just yeah. doing covers. Copy you know? records, just like you know, and those. just learning our instruments basically, you know, by emulating. Now what heard. I know you as the second bass player, as second trust. Mm-hmm. And how'd that happen? Well, uh, the, the Pedro guy, right? Los Louis was the right. Louis Maldonado, yeah. Well, yeah. We knew him as Lost Louie, and then there's a middle name, Mad Max. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I guess he was born with Louis Maldonado. Maybe that's his first name. So at the time, we were, uh, it was Rob, Tom Watson, and I were priests. It was a pre slovenly band. We were kind of messing around with well, stuff. Slovenly, Toxic Shock is pre pretty Yeah. Because they actually played at the Star Theater with Minutemen. Yeah. And so I was Maybe even with them. Capone's. 
Yeah, yeah, they can play No, let's get up here and understand anymore. I think, what do they sell? Surf clothes or, uh. or nothing. It's all caged up. When someone was murdered on that roof, that place was always jinxed. Yeah, no. it was the Blue Viking, the three bees or something. It had a bunch of names. Uh. So the rumor was someone was murdered on the roof. Yeah. So... But uh, Tom Watson played. I think his parents had to get. You know, they we stayed. Yeah, we would practice at his house. Okay. And they were, you know, OJ and Eileen were awesome. They let us do whatever we want. Played all day. This is they next door, Manhattan Beach. Yeah, Manhattan Beach, and then uh, the signs go from brown to blue. To blue. That's Artesia exactly. Artesia Boulevard people. Also, the name <laughs> goes true. from PCH to Sepulveda. You know you it's like here when uh, Alma goes to Band yeah, 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 yeah. Six, where I live. Okay. <laughs> 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 Anyway, okay. so Rob, so so we. No, but so how did the, how did the sack give you the nod? Well, that's that has to. Oh, because Bobby's the second drummer. Bobby was in there, and, and no, there's a guy, Rich Wilder, Pedro guy first. Yeah, right. He's on this uh, on the tra- cracks in the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. It's that trippy song. Hearts yeah. and Barbarians. Kind of tippy tap. Yeah, Hearts and Barbarians. Sweet be guy went to high school with his brother, Rick Wilder. <laughs> Michael, well, well, I think the older brother turned into a priest. Oh, sweet guy too. And then there was two twins that were younger. The Wilders, right over here, Carolina and 39 or something. Uh, <laughs> kind of bohemian. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so that's how you got into so the in. the connect. Yeah, Rob was in. I played with Lewis for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Rob, and he played no, but you, and also you're connected with yeah, and Tom then, Watson, Tom Watson. Yeah. And then Lewis was telling the band that he wanted out, and Rob said, hey, I know this guy who could probably fill in. Yeah. And, and I did. came over and practiced with him. And and I remember said, the third guy was a dude named Mark. Maybe Strong Beach? Hot Tub. Yes. That's Mark right. Hot, nice yeah. guy. Mark Hudson. Tall too. Not as tall as you, but tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, man. That, uh, and that's how I made it in the set trust. That, and that's up to the point where I met you, so yeah. I'll start. Now, I, I don't think I ever met you, so i got to start from the beginning. No? Yeah. Okay. Your oldest music memory? <clears throat> um, I think that would have to be in Hawthorne, my grandparents' house. Right across town. They, uh... They always had a, like an organ or music, something guitars in the in the house. And so you had people making music in your house. Yeah, my you? my grandma was a huge influence. Um, she was like she danced with uh, Shirley Temple back in the day in her day, and you know she was Whoa. always kind of brought up in that music atmosphere and stuff yeah. like that. She really, really was huge influence you, uh, on me. You know. Hey, you're gonna play. You're gonna take piano lessons. Was it she like was that? yeah. She was okay. had me play guitar lessons. Now, now how, guitar lessons. How, how was that influence? Because some our guests, it was really bad. They hated music because of that shit. Um, yeah. She found music again by avant garde in college days because her early lessons. I was like beating on the wrist with uh, knuckles with the ruler. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I enjoyed it as a kid. Um, yeah, or punk music like I don't want to learn Jingle yeah. Bells or shit. It's yeah, it seems like all the stuff that I learned when I was a kid, though, like learning how to play piano and play the guitar and stuff. I I don't really do that. Sure, sure. Any, as much as much any, anymore. Uh, do you remember the first record you bought, Noel? Man, I'm thinking that I was. Well, I remember I used to steal my mom's Rolling Stones album and take them to school. That's kind of like buying them. <laughs> <laughs> I think the oh, first, wow. <clears throat> the first real, uh, I think the first album that I purchased myself was the Suicidal Tendencies album. Oh, the Pepsi. Yeah. yeah okay. I think that's the first. Real <laughs> well, Mom's in that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a trip. I think Frank Zappa's got a song. Get me a Pepsi. The cat Beefheart never called his ma. You know, always by her first name. Yeah. Her name was Sue. Uh-huh. You can go to song. Get me a Pepsi, Sue, because he was always here. And you know, they grew up together. 
He's always hearing that. Give me a Pepsi suit. Crazy. His mom. That's funny because Mike Muir, right? That's all he wants right. is the Pepsi. Pepsi's a heavy thing. I remember just recording uh, eight track tapes off of uh, the radio all the time. <laughs> you know, different shows. You recorded and stuff. on eight track? Oh, totally. Because yeah, there wasn't a lot of eight track recorders. There's cassette. There was a few, but not much. Yeah, my mom's uh, ex. I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember eight tracks. You could play them in the car. Yeah. yeah. And they did sound better than uh, cassettes, but they would. Whatever the, the middle total clunk. length was divided by four. That's yeah, when right. it was clicked. Yeah, you'd, you'd hear right a song and stop. Actually, there was four programs, but stereo, so eight tracks. Uh, uh, okay, that was nobody crazy. had copyright in the name. No. Did you do music at school? Um, yeah, what, middle. What was your school? What was your school? Uh, I went to Cashmere Middle School in Torrance. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to play the saxophone, but they made me play the clarinet. Same, exactly with me. Yeah. I took it, for, it was called elective, you get 10 weeks. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, but so I got the liquor stick, and then 10 weeks, his name was Mr. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine was Mr. Ross, yeah, back in the back there. He gave, he gave the speech in front of the class, he goes, I know you try hard, but you, know, you should stop wasting your time, and my time, and our time, and like, whoa. <laughs> so I never did school music again. But, uh, yeah, I, only, I think I did it in the sixth grade, and that terrible. was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. So you had some explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was seven. Uh, do you remember your uh, first band? Uh, first band was PKG. Okay. Uh, Pork How did it get Blue. together? Is your, your, your um, bunch of high school kids, yeah. and That's actually, cool. I, actually, I was the second singer because. When we were uh, seniors in high school, yeah. the original singer, Steve Cedillo, yeah. he ended up moving to Florida. Okay. And so they, they needed a guy, yeah. and I actually had an extra room in my house. Yeah, another so good So we just reason. bought all, all the stuff over there, <laughs> and my mom let us practice whenever we no, wanted after school. No, singer guy, I heard that he had a van, and that's... Yeah, didn't even hear the guy sing or something. But so, he's got the boat. PA. We we end up we end up having this skateboard ramp in the backyard, and then um, the band playing in the back room. And what's was, your age with these guys? Um, I'm 48. And there, 56. Yeah, so eight years. 55. For Tom Watson's age, he just had it, right? Yeah, double seven, nickels. Yeah, yeah, it's just double nickels last week. Oh wow! All right, bitching. Okay. uh... What happened to PKG? What's that stand for? Uh, poor Kids on Glue. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't Peacock. You got rid of the O. You lost it, the O. It kind of um, um, resonated into this band called The Resolutions, which I actually just finished up a, a EP recording for oh, last weekend. Yeah. Bitchin'. So we've been bitchin'. doing that for a long time. And uh, how did you meet these guys? Um, I've known John McCree, the guitar player for... Since we were in high school playing, so John's uh, band, playing just in, in other bands together. Sorry, that's And uh, Rob so as well. I knew see. I knew Rob from other punk bands in the in the area. Oh, so he was a connect too. Just like landfill when he was in landfill. Well, uh, Steve, right? And, and then um, well, yeah. several bass players. And then I just met Earl through right. uh, Only two? Mile right yeah, now. Two. I've been at least two because I remember playing with you with different bass guys. Right, right. But it was always you and Steve Lynn. Yeah, landfill. Yeah. Rafter underpants. Overpass. Underpants. That's Tom Watson, people. Overpass. Overpass. Okay. Bobby, oldest uh, musical memory? Uh, records from my parents and my brother. So it's in the house? Yeah, in the house. Rod Brothers gets the records, puts the rock and roll. Back east in New York. Okay. What part? Um, I remember, I do what remember seeing York, George Harrison, Bangladesh. And there's a bag in there of proj, weed, 
Yeah. And it tripped me out. Well, my, that, my that's, a, were, that's a three record thing, so there's actually two. You can clean two sacks. Yeah. What part of New York, bud? Westchester County, Armagh, oh, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, uh, besides the moto, you were digging the tunes, the sounds? Yeah, I didn't do the moto was, was, there music, was there music in the house? Did, did he play guitar or some shit? No, there were no musical instruments. Just listeners? Just listening. And then, oh, no, you probably played the radio. Yeah, mostly like 45 The Doors, Rolling Stones, Zepp, uh, not too much Zeppelin. That's but all enough. I can remember. And then I moved oh, moved out here and my. No, did you buy a record out there? What was your first record you bought? You, did, you just bothered. bothered no, it was out. It was out here. Robin Trower, Bridge of Oh, Sides. Bridge of Sides. Yeah, and, and Black Sabbath. Okay. Master of Reality. That had to be second. Yeah, first. yeah. Okay. My brother. You got both same time. My brother mm. turned me on to it, and then I I went out. And yeah, it. so he was the like. Yeah, he was the main dude. Gate, gateways. Right. Gateway. Right. My toll right. booth monitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, did you do music in school? I did. Actually, in New York, where I first started hearing music through records, was uh, I did some little piano lessons. Okay. And I bailed on it because I didn't like it. See, see? That, that happens. And then, seventh grade, did clarinet. Yeah, licorice stick. Bailed on it, didn't like it. Didn't like it. Yeah. You picked it, though, or they put you on it? They put me on okay. it. They suggested it's it. tough. Yeah, it's tough. Reed. Yeah. Who's the big daddy? Artie Shaw. One of his sons called me. I guess he's a big tattoo man, right? John Shaw. Early yeah. on. Yeah, the era. He was traveling across the country with a U-Haul full of machine guns or something accident. <laughs> so the uh, first band you were. Uh, the Jetsons with with Earl. Okay. Well, he was, that was the, the first band, band he mentioned. Before. He was in the Suspects. Okay. And then the Jetsons were playing at the same time, so it was kind of like a rival now, thing. Now, how'd you, how'd you, look, you're talking piano, clarinet, how'd the drums happen? Drums happened by hanging around Toxic Shock, and, and Tom and I were, were real good friends back then. Yeah, we are. And Bruce Lawson and Tom, I used to, to hang around, go to gigs, and... Bruce was playing drums, and I'd, I'd oh. watch him play. So then I'd sit behind his, his kit, and I kind of picked it up pretty quick. Okay, okay. And then I and then Tom talked me into buying his his kit. Tom had a drum set. Hmm. Or oh, Bruce's. I bought Bruce's set. Okay. Tom says, "Hey, why don't you buy Bruce's?" Why? Right, right. Nice. And yeah. then uh, I asked him, "What you know?" He didn't want to play with Bruce anymore. He they played with Bruce in early Slavonland. Yeah, but he wanted you on the drums. No, that came later. That came later in Slovenly. No, I'm talking about when you get this drum set. You said Tom talked you into getting it. Right, and then me and him jammed in my in my bedroom while my parents were on vacation. Yeah. And they came home, they were cool about it. And we yeah. called ourselves the Essentials. It was just Tom and I. Yeah. Then it turned into Jetsons later on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Connect with Earl was... Yeah, that started Jetsons, then, yeah. Right? Okay. That was with Dennis Jarvis as a singer. He's the surf guy. Surf guy who uh, did spider boards. Spider surfboards down in Hermosa. Wow. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Small town. Crazy. Small town. <laughs> okay. John, your earliest music memory. Uh, my dad used to have a quarter inch reel to reel, and he loved Count Basie. And he fucking played so you're hitting the counting pad. Like nonstop. And right, my mother was on the other spectrum. 
It's like Fleetwood Mac and Michael McDonald. Nobody's <laughs> playing. There's just records. Yeah, there's just there's records. No, no one played yeah, instruments. Do you remember the first record you bought? I don't want to say. It was a Kiss okay. record. It was a Kiss record. Okay, which one? I'm not even sure which one. I think it was Destroyer or something. Fourth one. Um, fifth one. No, it was my first record. No, but this is the fifth Kiss record. Yeah. Um, yeah, Destroyer was. Um, yeah, was testing you. Hmm. <laughs> okay, uh... What about in school? Did you do music in school? I, I tried, and then it what wasn't was as it? easy as I you know, thought was it? it was going to be. Um, well, I took lessons. I wasn't really in school. I wasn't forced to play anything. Okay, okay. So. so this is outside of school. And what, what lessons at what? Uh, guitar. Oh, okay. And it wasn't easy, so I quit. And, but what was it? Like, did you buy the guitar? Was it My the, parents did exactly what you said. Yeah. They bought me a guitar. Well, a lot of cats, I hear this story on the Bought me an amp. I sat down. I, I couldn't. You know, play kiss. You didn't like the material he was teaching you. Yeah, and but it wasn't easy. You want to say his name? Do you know his name? You know what? It's okay. I don't even remember. It's okay. So, but what? The, you didn't sell it. I did. Oh, you did. I didn't. Pay, I, I was in um, elementary school when that mm -hmm. happened, and then I didn't even start playing guitar till I was fourteen. Okay. So, but with that same guitar now? No, nope. no, because it's gone. It's gone. Okay. Or did you sell it for shit or? I, yeah, probably some crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, but you pick it up in junior high, right? Yeah. Okay. What? You buy another amp? You buy a guitar? I, I bought a guitar. Somebody and, was. I saw someone playing, and they taught me one little thing, like Red Barchetta, okay. on the guitar, and I was like. But like, now this time I want to learn it. Yeah, and I did. So I you got, know, a few years you know, makes a big difference. It really does. You know, I just sure, sure, just took it out. And uh, you remember your first guys you played with? Yeah, they were all. Yeah, which town is this? Um, the Hermosa Beach. But it's Hermosa. By the time I was starting, so, a but band. you didn't know these guys, even though it's a no. tiny ass town. Okay. No, no. It's Pedro's like that. By the time I was starting a band, it was just friends in high school, and you know, and now they're friends. No, okay, no. So right. we just, you know. Uh, what's your age? Are you close? Uh, Forty-seven. Ah, you're younger. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't think. You're you are Noel's age. Yeah. yeah. But he's in Hawthorne, right? Torrance. At that time, yeah, North Torrance. Torrance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you weren't geographically right. But you were age-wise. Yeah, but we did end up right looking up later. Yeah. yeah, we did. Well, of course, because now you got a band. I know it came together <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I want, and I'm trying to get the connect how it happened. So you're at but North, you said North High. North High, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. Uh, no, it wasn't fight the good fight. It was uh, what a dumb. We're going to listen to, uh, I'm a dumb fuck people. Uh, we're going to listen to Fight the Good Fight Now. The first one we heard was uh, Kicking Rocks. Kicking Rocks. Kicking Rocks. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's what you already heard, people. Now we're going to hear Fight the Good Fight. Bob Pedro shit.
peito há quantos graus o peito há quantos
Debajo de tu vestido lloran las altas esferas, huyen las fieras panteras hacia tus cerros dormidos. Debajo de tu vestido los planetas desmadejan el dolor de este destino que unas garras despellejan en el aire entrometido entre tu cuerpo y tu vestido donde sueñan las antenas ya no quedan ni las hienas que se ríen de mí y se ríen de mí y se ríen de mí y se ríen
Fever Show. Start off that chunk with uh, this is their debut uh, EP. People, what's it? What's it called? Kicking Rocks. Kicking Rocks. All right. Yeah. And but this took two was fight the good fight. What's it about? No. No. Um, fight the good fight. I mean, I know it's that that's been around. Like if you're gonna fight, make it count for something. Well, um, we lost a lot of friends uh, through uh, from cancer. At oh, the oh, end of yeah. last year yeah, yeah. and the beginning of this year, and this is kind of like a dedication yeah, to, to them. Yeah, kill my pop, all my yeah. grandparents. Yeah, my mom was fighting. Uh, they cut it out of her, but yeah, we yeah. have friends going Fucking through it as well right now. So I mean, yeah. my brother, my uncle, yep. could be, could, he calls it the big casino. He lives in Peoria, Illinois. The big casino. Yeah, casino. <laughs> this yeah. It's a big casino. Yeah. Okay. I liked it a lot. And by the way, I like the band. Uh, oh. I haven't seen you play yet, though. Bobby won't let me know when the gigs are. Oh, oh come on now. Oh. It's on Facebook, man. We post our stuff on Facebook. Yeah, but why don't you tell why? I know. You I'll don't, use you don't a do Facebook for... Uh, sometimes I'll make a thing. Something against clan. The fake look? Yeah. <laughs> or the shitter. <laughs> or shitter. And, uh, <laughs> instant ham. Reality. Instant ham, right? Yeah. Shitter, Instant Ham, and Fake Loop. Instant What do you call it? I look at them as like telephone poles and put up flyers. Yeah, right. So, yeah. But phone me a flyer to the white. You got right. the both as right, you know. telephone pole. Right. Pull it right out of the lap. Okay, now, now let's get down to one square mile. People, Hermosa Beach is a small town. I didn't know it was exactly that small. 1.4. Three, two, seven mile, uh, square mile. Oh, so it's a little more than that. <laughs> a little okay. more. We, we rounded it. Some decimal, we, we squared it down. Yeah, we, down. we yeah. rounded it down. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about how the band gets together. Okay. Well, um, so I haven't been I haven't been playing for quite some time, and um, some sack days. Yeah. Or circle jerks. No, circle jerks. Yeah. Uh, spring of the day before Easter '84 was the last gig I played at Perkins Palace. Yeah. I put my my bass down, and I hadn't played it until I did a uh, Sacred Trust reunion show at the Liquid Kitty a few years back. But um, I was starting to go to gigs again, and um, ran into John and Rob at a off show, particularly. And uh, he started kicking around the idea of, of uh, jamming, you know. And so I kind of was reluctant, you know. I didn't have a lot of equipment at the time. I kind of let everything go. I had my still had my bass from. Sack Trust days and Circle Jerks and whatnot, and I just had it refurbished. And um, I was thinking about getting back into it, but you know, I was a little hesitant, feeling rusty. But uh, they were pretty persistent on wanting to get make this happen, so we set a date, we packed my equipment up, and went down to Abalone uh, Studios down in uh, Hermosa Beach, and then we Paul plugged in and we looked at each other and said, "Now what?" <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have anything, so we just jammed. How, but, but how would the dudes pick? Um, were you the meister? No, no, no. John. Is it a lotto? We, no, we that? just we just all met at, at a couple of gigs, and Rob had introduced me to John. John asked me if I wanted to get back into playing, and there was there's the trio right there, and we just said, "Okay, let's take the three of us and go into the studio and see what happens." And so we started to just jam. We started. You know, getting a practice, uh, some practice time once a week, just to fill each other out, and then John would start writing pieces and sending them to me through the computer, and then I would listen to him, play him while I was at home, 
bring it back to the studio, we'd get together, and we'd file share, and then we'd have something going on, and then we started building songs on that, and it just started building and building and building. It got better and better and better. But they're a trio. No, you're... He's no, he's not in yet. Yeah, you're, you're, yet. you bring come in yeah, later. This, and this, that whole this, time, we were just really... Because he hadn't played for so long, so sure. it was just playing together and getting a stand on. Yeah. And just... And, and the parts, you know, weren't... I didn't plan on having songs out of them. You know, I knew they were going to just be like... You know, you're just kind of... Just getting your strength up. You know so some I mean? just structures. Yeah. yeah, just structures. Nothing. And then once we got Noel in the band, it was like... Now, now we're gonna write like real tunes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just in, in, um, interested in, in the process. Um, yeah, by that point, we did have five structured tunes together. I mean, actual and, and you connect with John. Yeah, yeah. So as you as you get your thing back together, I've I've been hitting John. Well, up for first thing you were years. doing probably was uh, <laughs> you learning the sax songs to do the reunion. We was doing that, yeah. Yeah. So and then we're doing the jams just to get out. And then as he gets knocking like, my rust off, competent enough, right. you bring in Noel. Okay, yeah. and Bobby, you're the whole time during this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, what was the first song, one square mile song that you played together? Judge Jury Executioner. Uh, well, yeah, that's com coming up the second hour. And in fact, we're at that time. Uh -huh. It's in the first hour, Watt for Pedro show, July 11, 2017 edition with one square mile from. HB, not yeah. the the one that starts with an A, right? right? They always spelled it A I T C H. <laughs> no, the Orange County one. Yeah, the Orange, Orange County, County one. <laughs> yeah, did you ever guys have the thing with that? Like, why is there two HB? <laughs> now we're the HB yeah. with the little B. Ah, okay. <laughs> anyway, hold tight for our two. July eleventh, two thousand seventeen, the second hour. Wow, Pete Rose show.
Mais s'il vous plaît, excusez du peu J'ai bien cherché mais j'ai pas trouvé
of law that I believe will open the floodgates for special interests. This should not be a Democratic issue or a Republican issue. If we are going to maintain a true democracy in this country, it is absolutely imperative that we overturn this disastrous decision on Citizens United. There are certain judges who are alleging that somehow corporations have the same rights as citizens. I don't accept that premise. The Supreme Court has unleashed a flood of secret corporate money into our political system. 32 people spent slightly more on the 2012 elections than 3.7 million typical Americans. The billionaire class not only controls the economy, but controls the political life of this country. Why do people like the Koch brothers spend hundreds of millions of dollars? They have an agenda, and it is an agenda of the very wealthy and for the very wealthy. Bob from Pedro Show. Let's start off the second hour with uh, Judge Jury Executioner. Executioner. And we were relating off air people's stories about that. about in real life. Uh, what was the, the first gig? First gig we played was... Uh, One square mile. Yeah, it was at the, the Saluna Hermosa. was basically our kickoff weekend. We, be, we had a gig uh, on a Friday night, Saturday night, and a Sunday afternoon. And we just came out one one day and just said, okay, this is what we're going to do. So we yeah. had a kickoff show at the Saluna Hermosa, which was great. It turned out great. For you, was it scary? Uh, After that, it was, that's playing so about 30... <laughs> <laughs> it meant so. Yeah, I mean, I I was no, you know, I was somewhat years. nervous when I when I did the Sack and Trust reunion, but well, I at least you had done them too. But I played I played those songs before, and this one meant a little bit more to me because it was something that I started from the ground up. It wasn't like I came in as the second bass player of a band, you know. And, That's what I mean. And this is this. That's is what I mean. So was it kind of scary? Yeah, I was. I I'm, should I'm not gonna lie about every gig. I mean, <laughs> you know what? For a little while. The, the way I looked at it this way, I just said. You know, I told John that I was I was nervous, as he's, but I said I'd be dead if I wasn't. You know, I mean, okay. why? You, that's what it's all about. It's the, that excitement. You know, well, how you know what was the gig like? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, yeah, the nervous energy and the, the build up to the to the gig was it was it was great, and I think uh, you brought supporters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the place, we place was packed out. Yeah, we had. Well, sometimes it's packed, but it's the dude's waiting for Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> I think we put enough stuff out there to where it became a lot, there was a lot of anticipation for us yeah. to, to, to yeah, finally like break out and people to hear what our music was was like. Now, right away, right away, did you think there's something we can do better? Did you think that? No, I didn't. After, did after the first show, well, as far We're as during it. Well, no, you don't have. You can say no because I already start editing myself. Mm-hmm. Right? The fucking gig is going. No, I mean it was it was great. Like I, okay. I, I didn't but think I could get body. any better at that time. So I, I was what was the gig like for you? Uh, the nerves were set in because okay. I, I knew a ton of people there. Yeah, it was packed out. Yeah, and it was my first gig with a new band. Yeah, yeah. So that's always a trip right there. But you kept at it. You kept playing all these years. Yeah, yeah. Little little sparks of holes. But right. You kept at it, but this was still scary, right? It was, yeah. You okay. know, wondering how people would dig us. And did you do the Blue Vista Light kit? Nah. Yes, I did. Nah. Yeah. Yes, I did. 
Yeah, I had to think about that. Remember the Monty Python? What's your favorite color? Bro, I'm brown, blue. Ah! <laughs> That's a big question to get across the bridge, and the guy don't know his own favorite color. I, actually, it goes back before that. There was a Cheech and Chong record, right? Like, uh, Let's make a drug deal. Like, what's your oh, name? Yeah. Come on, Bob. Well, I had the other set. He doesn't know his own fucking name. I had the other set for a while. And then he picks the wrong door, and it's Officer Cadenz Zulonsky or some shit. Stadenko. Stadenko. Wow. The young man hand me the knife. You didn't memorize him fucking No, what then? I'm not saying it was like that, but... Would you, th- would you think of the plans? Oh, yeah. Glare in your eye? Yeah, it's, it's kind of dark. I can't see your face. I just see a silhouette. Okay. Witness anyway, protection uh, program. Yeah. I, I Sometimes, was, what do you think? If you worry about clams, more clams come? Yeah, yeah I, I think know, so. That's <laughs> we, we got into the first song, and that was cool, the first two songs, yeah. and then I felt more comfortable. Okay. You know? Once you got it. John, yeah. what about you? What was the game? You know, it was, it was really packed. And I'm in another band at the same time, and yeah. everybody's waiting to see if you shit the bed, you know, because yeah. there was a lot of hype. Yeah. And uh, it was way better than I expected. Okay. You know, I mean, it just we we actually gelled. That's the thing. Like you play with guys, and you want to know if it's going to be good. There's you prac, know. but the real prac is put it in front of people. Yeah. 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 Is the EP before the first gig or after? The was, EP, we well, recorded before we even played a gig. No, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the EP was recorded in, in January, and we didn't we didn't gig until May, mid May. May, yeah, yeah, middle of May. So, you know, we there was a Blue Oyster Cult song called "The Last Days of May." A lot of times we play it when it's the last days of May. And then the, 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 the other thing was is we had to, we had to build a set list too. I mean, we we didn't. We you couldn't just do songs. five songs. Yeah, I couldn't do some five songs. I mean, we oh, you could do them five times each. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could, but I probably yeah, wouldn't go over What's that called? Reprise. The reprise. <laughs> yeah. So it took us. It took us a little bit to to build. So you had to muster more material yeah. for set. Yeah. You know, and we and we don't play. And what is it different than the five from the EP? The uh, How many came after? Um, Ten. We've got another seven Six, or seven, eight. Seven now. Yeah, so there's twelve tunes. And uh, are those seven different than the five? Same vein, probably. Somewhat. I mean, it's I only like four or five months different space. No. Oh, no, no. You recorded in January, but when did you start working on those guys? During the winter and right. fall? Oh, oh, during you that know, time. He, he got in the band yeah. in November of last yeah, year. Yeah, I just got okay. in the band in So November. in two months you record? Re- yeah. yeah. And we yeah. just kind of set a goal. Yeah, sure, sure. It. And then sure. just, you couldn't Look, play. look. You know Band of Gypsies, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the second set of the first gig. New Year's Eve at Madison Square Garden talking about the fresh. I mean, shit in a pecan log. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Harold's Place, but... (laughs) 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 Don't shoot him down! That's a bigger backstage. (laughs) No. No, no. It's trippy about that. And then then what was the next... What was the second gig? Second gig was this following day in... Oh, wow! You're on tour! Yeah, so the second day was the following day in Venice. We played at the first annual hardcore fest in, in Venice, 
Where was that? It was it was it was at a, a Eagles, Eagles decoration of the Eagles. Ah, yeah, one of them fraternal lodge. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Flags first gig Moose, Moose Lodge, right? Mm, right. With the Alley Cats. And, yeah, yeah. In the old days, that's how dude they didn't do bands. They made little things. We yeah. <laughs> we got one right over here yeah. called the Improved Order of the Red Man. Yeah, but in this day, like native guys couldn't even join it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you, guys, you guys had the Elks Lodge that got burnt down. Yeah, but man. This, this 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 order here it's supposed to open up soon. Really? Actually, that's up on the hill. Yeah, what you're talking about. But uh, over there was the Y, the old Y. It's, uh-huh. it's a metal place now. But this right here, a couple doors down, it's got right. a big. It goes back to the Revolution and wow. the East Coast and stuff. And uh, the big our assembling man, I don't know, thirty-five years, uh, Vincent Thomas. Originally, Vincent Thomasich, he was a big daddy there. Uh, now they do open mic night. Yeah. See, these, it's called repurpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like where I practice, that was officer's head at Fort MacArthur. They got a new pool. It's not, it's a little separate. It's part of Parker Bay. There's turf water. Oh, the one that just opened it. And it's got to have that stupid name. Uh, you, in the old days, I never could see it because it's up on the hill, but it was Gaffey Street Pool, and I could always hear them. They just opened it, right? Yeah. No, not more than that, dude. They rebuilt it. It's yeah. nothing like the old. Uh, Seven million bucks. I saw a picture. Well, the money came out of the uh, settlement uh-huh. for the, uh, they, they did some uh, harbor building without an environmental impact, so there was a fine levy, and the pool could be rebuilt. It was a huge graffiti yeah. memorial. But yeah, when I was I younger, you could hear that. That's where all these guys, me and Boom, there's a pool in Peck Park. That's where you, I'll tell you, man, your eyes... Uh-huh. So many dudes pissed in that. Bright red, like boom. Where you go, brother Matt? It's, it's time for your your spin cyclage. Oh, okay. The graffiti and the smell. So they they redid that whole thing. It hadn't been used for twenty years. Yeah, Peck Park School just just got shut down because it busted. Here's what it was looking like. Oh, but they're gonna repair it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what it had been looking like for And the smell, you know, the, from paint. Yeah. Ooh, my crack pad's right near that, but there's a fence because this is actually uh, Los Angeles uh, Parks and Recreations. Okay. And we're called the Angel Gate Culture Center. When they closed down the upper reservation in Fort MacArthur, uh, they gave it to the city for arts. And we did have a turf war with them, but we won out. And I've had that pad set uh, 37 years. Whoa. Yeah. Not like a good crack pad, right? You can't use. Bobby Ho's parents no. <laughs> forever. No, we're here. Or Tom to Watson's pad, right? We're, we're yeah, here yeah, at right. Pedro now. We're oh no, on. but that's a whole thing. We're at Harbor Boulevard. And no, the yeah. we're at the Coos. Coos, yeah. 14th Street and uh, Beacon. Yeah, 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 in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Called Nichols Institute. Uh-huh. One time, D. Boom worked there doing their van pool. Uh huh. And he did other things too, little small jobs. And he was getting rid of weeds, not a whacker, but a, like manual. Right, it's not electric. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Tukowski got a mohawk, so D. Boo got one. Mm. So some lady across the street called the policeman and said there was a crazy man attacking the building. <laughs> <laughs> he was just doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> some of those uh, van pool rides, because they had something down in by San Diego or something, so he, he would write little things. You know, if the song had rhyming words, I would mm. never get them. But if they were little jotting downs, like, let the product sell themselves, you know, fuck advertising. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. the words he'd give me. Uh-huh. So those songs were... Georgie's too, kind of subconscious while he's working on the lathe. Yeah. That's the songs I got from my guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I saw so, George uh, yesterday. Here? Yeah. No, in Hermosa. I saw George. Really? Because yeah. he moved back to Pedro? Yeah. He yeah. was over there practicing yesterday. Wow. 
Yeah, just was randomly. He playing randomly. I don't know. Some guys they they just were the he farmers. Was, yeah. I guess. Oh, oh the, the Bowman and them. Yeah, yeah Bowman. That, that, but that was from the other wife's friends, right? And yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that was a, Dondo guys. Yeah, yes. along along because the first thing he did was uh, Des Vita. Oh right, right, right. But then he was in Pedro just playing with blues guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's that. good, good news. I see him here. He took surfing back up. He's down. I yeah. see him down surfing. He's in good shape. Looks yeah. good. Yeah, looks real good. Uh, anyway, it's a. Uh, Honor and privilege, brother Matt, to have you back. Cool. With the spin cycle. Sweet. Sweet. Usted está cambiando de 
Why enlighten us to why? You that was, that was inspired us. by Licking the Crack yeah. by Frida. Um, and prior to that, um, 
it was the one square mile crew and their influences that got me going. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it was that wow. with the Buena Vista Social Club. Right. Some uh, Dave Cortez with the Happy Organ. Sorry, have any For Count no. Basie? Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> no Basie, but he's bad. Red Bank. Yep. He's bad. The Count. We're at the end of the second hour. July 11, 2017, just watched Peter show special guest one square mile from Hermosa Beach. Yeah. Hold tight for hour three. June 11, 2017, it's the third hour of the Watt Pedro show.
Wow, for Pedro Show started off the third hour with uh, One Square Mile doing Dying Breed off their uh, Kicking Rocks debut EP. What, what's the label, sorry? Uh, Felony Records. Felony, right. Felony Records, people. And what, where can people find you on the internet? We'll be on we'll be on uh, iTunes and Spotify pretty soon. Is there, a, is there a site? Uh, not we just fucking paste shit on fake shit. Yeah, fake we're just, okay. yeah. Let's talk about oh, there's a band camp. Yeah, That's cool. There's, 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 there's some yeah. stuff on YouTube as well. And there's some YouTube videos. What yeah. those gigs? Yeah. yeah. The first these yeah. videos um, and shooters. Well, let's talk. You know, we we played Dying Breed. When we were talking about them. like 34 years. Mm. Earl, tell me, difference for you? Difference for um, the scene. You, you know, you're a witness to both times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, definitely. There's still some people from that scene still around. There's some who passed. Um, as far as it being different, I mean, obviously, you know, being younger and and having a lot of energy and whatnot. You know, you're out there every night doing something. But it was uh, smaller, right? More intimate. Uh, I think. Turned, look, I think day, it, I mean, I think, it got big. Well, back, it wasn't like that in those days. Well, back then it was it was everything that I did. I mean, everything was about the scene because I didn't have any responsibilities back then. I was playing music, and that was it. Now I'm, you know. I've, I'm a big boy now, you know. I've grown no, up I'm, a little I'm bit. asking you, looking at the scene. Looking at it, I understand you. you yeah, you've, you've almost come full circle. Now yeah. you're, you're going to have some fun again with music. I'm, I'm talking about the scene since you're witnesses to both points, 34 years in between. It's somewhat different, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's Broadway. Doesn't Green Day have a Broadway musical? <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> going on 34 years. Yeah, ago. I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna down any bands. I'm not down. I'm just saying. What's it? It's yeah. I mean, I I would. I would think it's a. It's a. It's a definitely more acceptable style of music these days. So in those days, it was a little more dangerous. You're saying? Uh, I don't think people really understood it. I mean, there was definitely yes. What you were saying? There was definitely a smaller crowd. It was a, there was a so uh, people more like, knew each other exactly it's a it's broader now yeah well, I mean obviously well, you, if you think, look at, yeah but also people can talk about in those days we didn't have internet so you couldn't really get with a the only way I knew about Austin scene was the fanzine right fanzine right. flip side old, flip side right maximum yeah, rock yeah well, Tim Johanna with the maximum rock and roll they had scene reports talking to people on the phone uh, or touring. Yeah, or touring. Yeah, that was it. was it. hard to really know about the other scenes, right? I think we know more about each other's scenes now. Exactly, it's easier now. What would you say the difference is? I no. think I think back in the day it was a little more intimate. I mean, everybody, like where the parties were. I mean, everybody was there. You know, yeah. the, the bands. You know, and yeah, I think there was less bands, right? Yeah, there was a lot less for sure. A lot, lot less bands. I think it was hard, uh, more expensive, harder to record back then. It's way easier now. Yeah. It's better, and now like Way uh, uh, Earl said, it's, it seems like it's it's more acceptable every everywhere. With the square people, the straight people, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby, different group. Yeah, and what's been said, you know, like Hollywood had its the Hollywood weirdo scene, yeah. and then a little bit of a scene down here. Yeah, now it seems to be all over. All OCS scene, coach, yeah. Dickies were from the Val, right? They're doing their forty year tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> forty years. Not on yeah. the war, not on the but, but, tour, but back there. <laughs> Did you imagine there'd be a 40-year for these bands? It seemed like the scene was going to burn, right? I, 
I don't think I looked that far ahead. I just think it, we were just in the I moment. I just couldn't imagine. Yeah, I didn't. We were just in the moment. All. We, yeah. I mean, we all just played for what it was. John, what do you think? You know, if you can go buy your docks at fucking Nordstrom and your punk patches at fucking CBS, you know, it's not punk anymore. Oh, no so it has changed. It is. In those days, people made their things more, it, right? Well, the thrift store no, stuff. You it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't accepted. And like, yeah. if you're a punker and somebody sees you on the street, they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I remember oh, you that. Called out. Uh, the, it's Devo. more loose. Huh? Being yelled at. Uh, Fuck being you, called Devo. Devo. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That's it. happened here in Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> I, one time I, st- I was talking with the Mark Mothers brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody tells me about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, the, yeah. I remember. No, because the square guys, but it was funny, you know, a couple of them, maybe even jocks, a couple of years later, they're painting their fingernails. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. funny how humans are like. It, it changes. <laughs> it's definitely changed. You saw that happen back then in the, in the, in the early 80s. So, so what do you think the challenge is then? Probably to get creative with the art form. Make your band sound like when they hear it, they know it. For example, Ooh. this might be a weird example. For example, this might be a weird example. Got a terrible <laughs> host with the least post. <laughs> uh, like Burl Ives. You're going to know that voice. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Big Daddy tuned uh-huh. Cat on a Hot Tear Riff. Uh-huh. Hey, you know he acted mm. too. Big Freemason interest here. I mean, you can tell that's Burl Ives, right? There's sure. something about that voice. Sure. I think that's where we got to go. Because obviously the uniforms got co-opted. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, what, what was the store? Uh, Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh! You can buy any What about this store? Have you heard of? Okay. I've, I've, done some, <laughs> I've done some work tour gigs, and one time there was a stage called The Hot Topic, and I go to the boss, uh, Kevin Lime, 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 and uh, man, T. Boom would have liked to play this uh, stage, you know, Hot Topic, right? And... Uh, and then some guy comes up to me and told me Hot Topic was a store where you could buy book clothes. Yeah. It's in <laughs> every mall. It's in yeah, every it's mall. Every yeah. mall. Yeah. It has nothing to do with yeah. Topic. Speaking of an item up that you would wear on your clothes, uh, we caught that pad in Houston this last tour with Mini Puppets and beautiful people, uh, Dano and Patrice. Wisconsin and living in Houston now. He, you remember, have you ever seen pictures of Sid with his button that says, I'm a mess? Yeah. He's got the button. He bought it at auction. Well, he's got the actual button. He's button. got the five solar stains on his problem. Fucking his wow. mother uh, auctioned off stuff after he died before she died. Whoa. And he's got, it's a little plastic key. Tom Watson had, has a picture of him holding it. Wow. And you can see it in pictures of where the stains are in. The stains. That was yeah. a good band. Uh, that's a good band. <laughs> Trip, <laughs> you know, a trip. Yeah, I'm a mess. It was actually a promo thing from some kind of glam rock band in England. Wow. And nothing to do with, but when Sid just like, now they've opened up every hot topic. Made <laughs> <laughs> right. that button, and now they saw yeah. We're gonna play. Uh, Everything ends. Everything ends. Yeah. Okay. One square mile, people.
Waffle Pedro show. It's been really righteous having you guys over. Uh, yeah. I don't want to ask you what that tune's about because, well, it's at the end of the show. Well, I would like to, because you've been around and here you're going with a new project, like almost revitalized. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm calling the next tour I'm on Nuovo Spirito, the new spirit, mm. because this uh, group I'm with is a new drummer. And in a way, even though you've been around, it's trippy, Fresh you know, up. the next round, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. And so, of a younger person, just getting into this, ask you for advice. What would you say, John? Don't stop. Music will be there for you your whole life. Whether you get famous or whatever, just, you know, do it. Just go for it. Get creative. You know, do what you want to do. Get, you know, the creative juices flowing and just play. Don't don't worry about what other people think. You know, just yeah, go like for it. it. No. Never stop. Yeah, just keep on going forward. And you don't stop because you're sure not stopping the sure shot. Exactly. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun. Have fun at it. Have fun. I mean, that's don't get sad. Don't write sad songs. Eh, no, it's not so much that, but just have fun. But have fun have doing. Have fun singing sad songs. Have, have, have fun <laughs> doing what you do. Being sad singing fun songs. Why not? <laughs> let's. It gets it all. I'm out. just trying to get it all out there. Just, 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 no, just to no. Let's just get it off. The remember, chart. we're talking about a young guy coming in. Sure. I mean, but I mean, part of part of all this is having fun, and and yeah, I, I, I had the most fun playing music, and. Um, you know, it didn't turn out to be my career path. That's okay, but if, right? it, but if it could have been, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. You know. Well, I think um, all four of you guys have good uh, advice that way. Yeah. And and it served as a good example by getting out there and taking it. Uh, next plans? Uh, right now, we're um, kind of in a hiatus with uh, Rob. He had a retinal tear on his eye, obviously, and so we're kind of Let him heal. kind of letting him heal. Yeah, because drums are shot. Yeah. yeah. No, I've heard of other drummers with eye problem. They got to stop. Yeah. So he's he's on a hiatus right now. Um, we're actually going well, to hope heal up quick. Fun. Yeah. Three more weeks. Ooh. That should be okay. good. Yeah. And after that. And then after that, we've got some shows uh, in late August, early September, tour late plan? September. Uh, not so much tour stuff, but just you know around around the South Bay and in uh, local. In okay, local. so you're in SoCal. Uh, catch uh, One Square Mile They also got a Bandcamp page So you can check out the music Go to uh, Felony Records Felony. And uh, support, support the band Support yeah. the You know the, the idea of Putting out records And playing gigs Yeah that's, You like that's it right about. Brother Matt I want to yeah. thank you so much Clearly. For you. Always essentiating A bad connection uh, Good people It's been uh, July 11, 2017 Edition of Watt For Pedro Show Keep your powder dry Yeah